Hey everyone, I just want to remind you to make sure you check out the awesome people over at Anchor.fm. Of course, it is a great place for you to host your own podcast. And guess what? One of the cool parts is that it's totally free. Yeah, that's right, free. There's even creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your computer or even your phone. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many others. Trust me, it's so easy. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you guys want to get in on it, make sure you download the free Anchor app or just simply go to anchor.fm to get started. What is going on, everybody? It's yours truly, Connor, a.k.a. OK Fave here on this week's edition of the Random Wrestling Podcast. We had an interesting little update on the whole idea of Ric Flair. You ready for this? Trademarking the phrase, the man, and him possibly going after WWE for some legal rights and trademark rights. Where does WWE stand on this? What could Ric Flair be doing? And does this have anything to do with the new deal he just signed with Adidas? We'll talk about all that in just a little bit. Plus, Chris Jericho, the whole belt fiasco. AEW, he losing the AEW World Championship just to get it back one day later. No, we're not talking about in a match. It was lost in luggage. We'll talk about the whole ordeal and the snafu with a little bit of the bubbly. We got an update on the whole WWE draft news. Could we be seeing one right before or right after SmackDown's appearance on Fox? We'll talk about that and potential spoilers on who might be ending up on which brand and what exactly WWE hopes to accomplish with all of that. Rumors on The Fiend possibly challenging either Braun Strowman or Seth Rollins for the Universal title. But a bigger question is, could he win the title next month at Hell in a Cell? We'll talk about that a little bit. NXT to air on the USA Network and WWE Network for the next two weeks. First hour on USA, second hour on Network. We'll talk about that. And is AEW already considering a TV championship? All this and some other stuff I'm sure sprinkled in between on this week's edition of the Random Wrestling Podcast. And now, OK Faye presents the Random Wrestling Podcast. I have been waiting a long time to say these words, and I'm going to say them right here, right now, tonight. Your number one source for all pro wrestling talk with a comedy twist. Where the hell did Randy Orton come from? He snapped the metal crutch in half. Hey, in the Miz, how you doing, man? Good to see you. All right, yeah, you wear your little thing. You're looking like a blind nun. All right, hey, do me a favor. Park the rock truck. What's going on, everybody? It's yours truly, Connor, a.k.a. OK Fabe here. Welcome back, guys, to episode number 97 of the Random Wrestling Podcast, your source for latest news, rumors, gossip headlines in the world of professional wrestling. You guys know me. I'm Connor, a.k.a. OK Fabe. And yes, I am apparently the new monetize this champion. And we're going to talk about that at the top of the show. Uh, I am uh, beyond uh, grateful, beyond humbled. Um, and I'll talk about why a little bit later on. Plus, we got some other wrestling tidbits to talk about as well. We got the Jericho AEW Championship. Speaking of belts, losing the AEW World title and uh, getting it back in just a day later. Some interesting stuff going down with that uh, that I feel like was kind of a work. We'll talk about that in just a little bit as well. We got the big news on Ric Flair trademarking the phrase, the man, what could that mean? Legal ramifications for WWE and Ric Flair. We'll see how that all ties in. Speaking of other titles, AEW might considering a TV title in the near future, plus some updates on NXT to USA Network. The Fiend. Could he be seeing the Universal Championship in his near future? And we also got some interesting updates on the draft. And 
potential spoilers on who might be going to what brand. Thank you guys so much for tuning in on this awesome Sunday evening. Uh, whether you're here on the YouTube channel, whether you're, of course, watching it on all the major podcasting platforms, uh, Anchor, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and coming soon to iHeartRadio. Of course, we're also going to have this one up on Facebook and Twitch. I've been very active on Facebook and Twitch. If you guys haven't followed me on either one of those, you can certainly do so as we've been pumping out all those episodes of the OK Fabe Show this week, every weekday morning, except for Friday, at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, those have been doing great. I've been very happy to see that a lot of you guys uh, have been really enjoying those. So thank you so much for that. New subscribers have been going through the roof since that one's uh, been uh, playing out. So really appreciate that, guys. And, uh, yeah, some really cool stuff going across the board. Of course, you guys, the routine, you guys know the whole shtick. Always love to hear what you have to say about all this stuff in pro wrestling. So hit me up in the comments, in the chat, if you guys are joining us right here live. And, of course, social media, the Twitter, the Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, all that fun stuff. Love to hear your thoughts. Hit me up about all the stuff that we're talking about in pro wrestling. If you guys want to help contribute to the stream, help it grow even further, a couple cool ways you can do so. Subscribing also works. It's totally free. Hit that bell so you're notified every time I go live. Of course, you can also check out our store, over at the represent store at represent.com slash store slash okfabe. Got a couple of new designs, including some okfabe show merch, so make sure you guys go check that out. Of course, we also got the Patreon page, patreon.com slash okfabe. You get the access to the okfabe show early and some other goodies for as little as a dollar a month. Go check it out. Of course, uh, got to give our shout-out to our friends over at Power Slam. Use that coupon code OKFSLAM and get yourself one month free off the greatest in the independent scene of pro wrestling. Thank you so much. And of course, Streamlabs and Super Chat links are both enabled. If you guys do want to donate directly to the show, links in the description with a list of all the different donation amounts. Always appreciate your continued love and support here, guys. So a lot of stuff going down this weekend. Before we get into the wrestling news, I just want to talk real fast uh, about all this because uh, it's a lot. It's a lot to digest. Uh, first and foremost, I might as well talk about this right at the top of the, uh, the show here. Uh, yeah. Apparently, yours truly won the Monetize This Championship over the weekend. Uh, for those of you who know, of course, uh, Joe Cronin's show, one of his flagship shows is Monetize This. Uh, they have a Monetize This Championship, and uh, man, the people, well, certain people spoke and wanted yours truly as the champ, and um, apparently it happened. And uh, first and foremost, want to obviously thank Arush and Chu for donating ridiculous amount to the races. Sexy Jake DeMarco made his debut on my channel this week. We talked all about the Sasha Banks problem. Come on over and check it out, you cool OK fans. Thank you, Spaz, for dropping that $5 Canadian Super Chat donation for kicking things off. Speaking of donations, yes, Jake DeMarco, a good friend of the show, also did a collaboration with Spaz, so go give him some love on his channel. Um, but Arush and Shu donated a lot to Joe, and, uh, and also... <laughs> Uh, Leah cashed in points in the bank and I still survived as champion and uh, it's extremely humbling like I'm just blown away and, and I know I, I don't really go on monetize this that frequently it's it's usually uh, for scheduling reasons because I literally work Saturday mornings the next day um, but I'm still humbled and uh, we'll try to make it we'll, we'll have some fun with it once I get I'll take some photos with the belt and we'll have some fun, but I'm very, very grateful, humbled, and honored to have been selected by the awesome uh, fans out there to be the Monetize This Champion. And trust me, I have some plans on defending it in a very uh, interesting way. I just got to talk to Joe a little bit about this. But again, muchas gracias. Thank you all for uh, 
for doing that. Really appreciate that. And I take on all challengers for the Monetize This Championship. But we'll talk about that when we get closer to Monetize This and probably out of nowhere as the week rolls on. I also had a chance to go to Atlantic Pro Wrestling last, uh, what was it, last night? Yeah, it was last night. Last night over up in here in Newburyport, Mass., not too far away from me. Got to see Anthony Green defending the championship and uh, had a great time. Uh, definitely been hitting him up on social media. you probably be seeing me retweet them a lot lately and whatnot. Uh, great group of guys. And surprisingly, Anthony Green, who just got signed with Evolve, uh, apparently watched my stuff back in the day, which is very... Uh, humbling again, <laughs> like it, it's just like mind blowing to think that someone who, uh, great independent wrestler in the New England scene, uh, watched my stuff. It's just, it's just, it's just crazy to think that sometimes, but, uh, really cool stuff. Maybe I'll do uh, a little bit talk more over on Patreon about that experience, but I'm definitely looking forward to go back. And if you guys want to see some footage of me there in the future, I didn't take any this time, but maybe the next time, let me know. I definitely would love to uh, share that with you. And speaking of sharing, let's share some love. To the chat right now because we got a lot of you guys just piling on in here uh and i do appreciate that of course we got spaz phoenix we mentioned earlier we got jergen we got olay sammy olay in the chat steve kellen bry guy i'm the new monetize this champion again guys thank you so much for that i really appreciate it. olay sammy olay steve callahan we've got of course um jergen we've got sean we've got irish dave dothry in the chat what's going on um Let's see here. I'm going through all the list of names. We've got Vintage Dream. What's going on, Vintage? I had to stop in, pop by, say thanks to you. Thank you so much for that, Vintage. Appreciate it. Eli Bands. Uh, hey, a lot. Of, I like AEW a lot, and I can't wait for the war on Wednesday night. But one thing, AEW need to work on his music for the wrestlers. Music helps the stars, not the flip and dive. Eli, I definitely agree with you that it does help. The, uh, the entrance, the whole idea of the character definitely does. Uh, of course, we got Ryan McCormick. Uh, epic win on this past Friday. I mean... It was insane. I'm not going to like lie and say that it wasn't like crazy. I just, you know, I I support Joe. I support all those great people over on, on the Monetize This uh, show. Um, I was just more shocked than anything else than anybody else. I felt bad. And I do feel bad. <laughs> bad Corbin V. Reigns, NXT title at TakeOver Connecticut. Spaz Phoenix, Corbin Reigns, TakeOver Connecticut. Spaz Phoenix, $2 Canadian Super Chat donation. Thank you so much for that. Uh, we also got Katie in the chat, and we also got uh, Daniel Price. Always love to hear from Daniel Price. Uh, I heard you the other night saying Raw was the better show. Shame. Shame. I know. I know. I know. I know. It was just too much, a little bit of the bubbly. Uh, Steve, thanks. What's going on? Steve Callahan, Acer 5000. Uh, who else we got? We got a lot of you guys, Joe, in the chat. Awesome. Um... We got here, we got Red Enigma 23, what's going on? We got uh, Sergio, I stand by Ric Flair, and I'm really curious to hear you guys' thoughts on this when we get to that. Um, we get to the whole Ric Flair thing. Uh, let's see what we got here. A lot of you guys in here, it's killing it, awesome. And I hope I hit everybody here. Uh, Acer 5000, I think I mentioned everybody who's in the chat right now. If I didn't, feel free to slap me in the face next time you see me. I, I do appreciate that. But anyway, let's talk about um, the Ric Flair thing. And I definitely wanna hear you guys' thoughts because I'll be reading them in the chat as I go through this idea, and, and I, I, I still, it's a weird scenario, because I could definitely see sides of this from both sides as far as um, the whole Ric Flair situation. So here's the deal, in case you guys don't know what we're, we're talking about. So Ric Flair recently uh, filed trademark and copyright on the phrase, the man. Now, it's really shouldn't seem much like a, like a no-brainer. We, we've heard it's in his catchphrase. In fact, I, I'm pretty sure the trademark paperwork came out. And if you read the trademark paperwork, 
it says in there that he's using it for business purposes. And he quotes, of course, his phrase to be the man. You got to beat the man and they, that he uses it in um, business dealings because it's, of course, part of his character. I'm not disagreeing and saying that he has no right to make that claim whatsoever. Right. It, it, he, he's used it a while. You know, it's, it's his thing. It's it's flair. It's Ric Flair. He's the man. Right. We We do commonly think this. But of course, it just happens to be very uh, interesting time that WWE is, of course, using that trademark, the man, or that phrase, I should say, the man with Becky Lynch. Now, this has, of course, created a really weird scenario, and, and I'm very curious to hear what your guys' thoughts on because, of course, Ric Flair came out. And said, and I'm actually trying to pull up the clip right now. You know, he said to TMZ that um, if he needed to, you know, take them to to court over this about the trademark, that he would. And I'm trying to find the exact uh, thing he said to TMZ because it, he he says it much better than I could, and I believe I have it right here. So just bear with me, folks. This is Ric Flair. Um, about talking to TMZ Sports about his trademark. I thought, cool, the man, my gimmick versus my daughter, Sean. Right, right, right. Okay, that's the day it started, right after SummerSlam. I said, I'm going to make some money. It's my trademark. They have it. You've been saying it. Yeah, you've been yeah. saying it. No, yeah, I know. I've been yeah. saying it since 1981. Their lawyer, who just has no respect for me whatsoever, which is something I'm not going to deal with much longer. He said, uh, you're wrong, it's not, not even close. I said, it's not even close? I sent him another text, he didn't respond. I had my lawyer call, and he blew up my lawyer. This is all in 2018, gotcha, or in gotcha. January of 19. Oh, I called, I told Hunter, I said, Hunter, I'm gonna file. I mean, the reason they don't have it, my understanding is the reason they don't have it is because it's too close to mine. So, okay, let's say, I've been saying to be the man, which I have trademarked, I wrote a book, to be the man. WWE should just trademark the concept of calling a woman the man. Spaz, we'll get to that in a second, but thank you for the $5 uh, Canadian Super Chat donation. But let me just roll this a little bit longer on. It's very interesting, but thank you again for another donation. Yeah, I'm just yeah. doing this, you know, promoting yeah. my own stuff, right? Yeah. I told Hunter, I said, hey, you know, push come to shove, I'm going to file for it. I may not get it, but here's the deal. I love Becky Lynch, and no one has supported the women's division more than me as an outsider. As a matter of fact, I've told the guys, that, and as I would have texted Becky last night and Sasha, but I'm, I'm sure Becky, I don't know what the WWE spin has been to her. Right. Um, they stole it last night. It's, it's funny, my daughter is so mad at me because I filed not even understanding. It's not with Becky. I have no beef with Becky, but here's the deal. When I almost died two years ago, one person, one person stayed by me the whole time. 31 days and I see you, 12 days while I was dying on a respirator, and I'm gonna take care of her and her family and my family that has taken care of me. No matter what, I don't care what the WWE thinks of me personally, I know they love me, right. but obviously they've lost respect for me. If I don't win, and even if I won, Becky can have it all day long. So you, I, I'm you're glad. Letter, you're letter, you're yeah, but I want the company the to pay me for it because I'm right. going to take care of my family. I am going to be the man. And if I don't get it, you know what my tombstone will say? He died trying to.
going to be the man. Now, it's interesting that he's he's very transparent about the whole thing, right? It's not like he's uh, ducking and diving and weaving and, and bobbing. He, he, he feels disrespected. He feels like, you know, they've... Uh, they've taken a phrase that he, and 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 utilized it to 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 Becky Lynch. It's it's a t- it's really a tough call because on one hand, on one hand from WWE side, it's like okay, it's it's something that just naturally happened. It's the man, Becky's the man, and 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 it's been going on for a while. But Ric Flair, I mean. He does have a point, and I I know that, and I'm interested to see what you guys have to say in the in the in the comment section in the chat. I have to side with Flair a little bit on this one. I understand that the transparency of him saying like he's he's doing it for, you know, the sake of it's 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 part of his catchphrase. He wants the royalties from it, and and listen. At the end of the day, I, I know that, and a lot of people have obviously said this on social media that Ric Flair, um you know, hasn't taken care of uh, his finances um, personally. And I know that obviously he's, he's you know, he, he's gone through financial hardships. From, a, from purely like a business side of things, um, I'll put it this way. I, I'm, I know I'm kind of tongue-tied over this, but because like I just, it, it's a tough one because I, I can sort of see it from both, you know, both sides here. From a purely business side, it should go to Flair for respect reasons. For you know, but but ethically, it is a bit perplexing that Flair decides to do this at the height of the popularity of of Becky Lynch. Now, remember, this was the, the you know he said end of 2018 into 2019 that they were at odds about this, which I found weird because then why would Ric Flair do the birthday angle? It's so bizarre. Um, you know, that would set up Batiste and Triple H at Mania. It, it's, it's so tough because ethically, I think it's, it's what everybody has a problem with. That it's, it's, it sucks because, like I said, Flair has a history of not doing well with his finances. He's been in multiple issues with money. Uh, the timing of this is obviously not that fantastic because it's the height of the popularity of the man. He wants to, in some people's argument, cash in on it. While Flair's intentions in that, post I just talked about from TMZ Sports may hold true in terms of him just trying to take care of his family and whatnot, which on some level I can certainly understand. It, it It's just, it's bad timing. It's bad timing, or in Flair's case, it's probably the best timing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, for me, I think WWE should just let it go um, and just pay the royalties to Flair. Uh, that's what I think they should do. I think WWE has, you know, he said that, according to Flair, WWE said that it's not even close as far as the trademark, which, it's tough. It's so tough, because you're going up against a couple of freaking words. And like Flair said, it's nothing against Becky. It has nothing to do with Becky or the women. It's just that he feels he's entitled to some compensation for using that catchphrase. Um, At the end of the day, WWE probably could get away with it, and I think that just out of a respect level for Ric Flair, they could or should. Um, that's just my take on it, but I'm not saying that I'm completely ignoring the obvious facts of, you know, Hey, like everything I just mentioned previously, like his financial history, uh, the timing of everything like I'm not 
blind to that idea. You know what I mean? I'm not blind to those concepts. I'm not blind to, um, oh, that just happens to be a good time for that one, right? So it's, it, it's a mess of things, but I'm really curious to hear what you guys have to say about it. And I actually might throw up a poll on social media and say, like, do you think, you know, do you think Flair's in the right for doing this? Do you, th or do you think WWE should just say, you know, hit the bricks or whatever? Uh, which would suck. Obviously, I'm a, uh, you know, a fan, uh, but it just really sucks. Charlotte apparently has uh, a little bit of resentment towards her dad for doing this. Not like she hates her or she's going to disown her, but she's not too thrilled that she that that he did this. As you heard a little bit of the audio interview, but I'm really curious to hear what you guys have to say about the whole thing. Let me just say. Uh, we got Monstar Factory Wrestling in the chat. What is up, my man? We also got TN Couponer in there, too. Let me take a quick look at all the awesome people who are uh, chiming in on this. Um, Danny Price, Flair would have a gripe if he trademarked the whole phrase to be the man. Um, you're going to have to beat the man. But just the man is too vague, kind of cheap, and seems like a bit for alimony money. That And actually, it, Danny, you bring up a very good point. Uh, you're right. It's It's kind of... He's trademarking a piece of the phrase, not you know, not the whole phrase. It's it's such like these, um, so like specific, like a couple of words. Uh, we also got Vikes fan. What's going on, Vikes fan? Uh, Ric Flair was always my favorite world's champion. Ole, Sammy, Ole, one of my top ones, that's for sure. Uh, let's see, we got here. Um, coming from someone who stole his his in ring name, it's so hypocritical. Yeah, vintage. That's a very good point. Those of you who don't know. Um, Ric Flair did kind of take bits and pieces from other people like, um, nature boy, buddy Rogers, you know, nature boy, Ric Flair. It's, it's too, you know, <laughs> it's, that's a very good point. Um, big gold's the best championship belt ever. You know, it's funny, Daniel. I, I heard a lot of people don't like it. I personally love it, but man, good point. Uh, personally, Ric Flair will always be the man. Rick got that life. I mean, yeah, it's true. Um, let me see what we got here. Um, let's go to Blacklist, Flair. I don't know about that vintage. I definitely think it's going to put a strain on the relationship. What's up? Holy moly donut shop. What's going on? I don't know if it's going to Blacklist him per se. I think that maybe that it's tough. WWE could. They could very well easily just say, you know, we're going to go ahead and pay out, you know, um, and just take the easy way out. They could fight him on it, but like, you know, I don't know. I don't know who would fight him on that honest with you. uh redding might definitely see flair side of it and hope he wins and he deserves everything he gets as long as it's all positive on the flip side i think you're right connor it's weird timing the the here's the thing with the whole thing not no um no there's no lawsuit or like they're not butting heads yet what happened ha what happened is flair has filed the trademark so he owns the phrase the man he does. As far as I can tell, unless I've heard otherwise, he owns that phrase. So realistically, it's up to WWE on whether or not they want to continue calling Becky Lynch the man and paying him the royalties because that's how it works. If they don't choose to, they could either drop calling Becky Lynch the man or and or refuse to pay the royalties to, to, to Ric Flair. Problem is, I don't know when Ric Flair officially got the trademark. So I know it was, I think it was recently. Um, so it's not like it was anything within the time frame up leading up to WrestleMania. It's just odd that he would do this and have like butting heads with him with this and like being backstage for so many things on and, and he's like butting heads with him now. Like it's just, 
weird. It's a weird scenario, but you're right. It's just, uh, what's up, Cross Pig? What's up, Mike? Um, you know, uh, he, even Taylor Swift has a call, this song called The Man. Uh, thoughts on that? I mean, that's <laughs> tough, you know? Um, I don't know. But, uh, oh, he got it at the end of August. Thank you, Vintage. I didn't, wow, I didn't realize he got, well, okay. So, not even a month ago. So, I, the other part of it is going to be like, well, do they have to pay him royalties for all that time leading up to now? Like, it's it's going to it's gonna get messy, and I think that it'd just be better if WWE just... <laughs> Daniel Price just said it. If nothing else, Vince could compromise with him, cut him a check, and have him work as Becky's manager. I mean, why would you to be Becky's manager? But, you know, whatever. But anyway, um, but yeah, what's going on, Cross Big? Much appreciate you guys coming in and everybody chilling out here, but... Um, but yeah, let me hear what you guys have to say about it. Really curious to hear as we, uh, we'll definitely keep you posted on this. It's going to be fun, but man, break out a little bit of the bubbly. I got to tell you guys, the bubbly memes on social media have been absolutely, have had me in stitches. I think the best one I saw was the Fred Durst one. Um, I did it all for the bubbly, the bubbly, the bubbly. So you can stick it in that. Ooh, it, it, it's so good. It's so good. And there's already a t-shirt that I am tempted to buy. But, of course, the big news that Jericho had over this week was that he lost the AEW championship. And I don't mean that he wrestled a match and subsequently passed the torch on to somebody else. The actual championship belt was physically misplaced over the course of 24 hours. So, <laughs> um, I'm going to try and see... And, and pull up the the whole articles because it's it's so interesting. Um, here here's what happened. Um, <laughs> um, so he he lost the belt on uh, literally a, not even a few days after winning the championship. Uh, literally somewhere in Tallahassee, Tallahassee, Florida. Per a police report, Jericho last remembered having the belt appraised at $30,000 at the airport and placed it in his limousine while he went to eat at Longhorn Steakhouse. His limo driver returned to the airport to swap luggage when he dined, realizing the wrong bag had been taken, and when Jericho returned the car, I realized the belt was gone. It was apparently sitting at Highway 20, swaddled in his velvet bag, and later listed on Craigslist the entire time Jericho was hunting for it according to the Tallahassee Democrat. The couple picked up a bag and somewhat oddly didn't open until they returned home. They discovered it was an all-elite wrestling championship belt, but believed it to be a replica, so they listed it on Lost and Found section on Craigslist. While the prices had not reportedly seen any uh, media coverage of the missing belt, others did, and when Price read the messages Wednesday morning, he said he brought the belt to the police department. That day, Jericho proudly announced on Twitter that he recovered his AEW belt by himself in less than 24 hours with a video that went more than two minutes. I'm sure you guys have probably already seen it. Hit him with a bubbly. Um, while the station price told the Democrat that he coincidentally bumped into the owner of the limo company who gave him a $200 reward uh, since he wouldn't have to file an insurance claim for the belt that intrigued investigators who followed up with Price for a sworn statement as they became suspicious something was going on. Price said he was joking that there would be investigators following me around. The police haven't said he's under investigation. Uh, <laughs> so it's such a weird scenario. Like, man, you can't, can't make stuff up in wrestling, folks. You just really can't. And it's interesting because... 
when the news of this first broke, before we knew anything else, that we like, oh, Jericho lost the championship, we thought it was a work. And then, like, the police report got, like, le- le- leached, uh, leaked out, leached out, leaked out. Um, but, man, it got them a lot of publicity. It got them a ton of publicity. And shout out to the man himself, Gorilla Strong, in the chat. And then Jericho did a vi- video on the championship being lost. I'm like, it's got to be a work. It has to be a work. It has to. There's no, there's no way it's not a work. Because the way he's acting, I'm like, I think he might be holding on to it. And then sure enough, 24 hours later, miraculously, it returns. Now, this, the article I just read you came from Yahoo Sports. And it kind of detailed the whole scenario with uh, a couple finding it, um, listing it on Craigslist. It's just so weird, man. It's just so weird. I, I don't know if... I really don't know what to make of the whole thing. I think... <laughs> uh, a lot of people were asking me, like on Twitter, do you think uh, do you think Jericho is going to get punished for this? No, I, I don't think Jericho is going to get slighted in the least bit for this. Uh, do I think Jericho is going to drop the championship immediately to Cody that he has to defend the championship with at full gear? I don't believe so. And I also believe he has to defend that title once on AEW on TNT television before that happens. But just such an odd scenario. To have that happen to where you physically lose the championship. Not even a week after he won the thing. He won it at, uh, you know, he won it, what, August 31st? And then, yeah, not even a week later. Even a week later. Um, he, he had it lost on the 3rd, which was Tuesday. Like, come on. Absolutely crazy. Uh, I still think part of it was a work. There was rumblings that it was still a work because... The police department apparently took a photo of the rec- – or someone got a photo of the recovered belt, and it was quickly taken down. Um, and it's interesting. I did talk about this on other on other outlets. There's a great – like, it could have gone either way with them if that was a work where they could easily tra- you know make it a work. And either it's one of the greatest things that got them so much publicity, but at the same time, it can also make them look like, wow, the idiots lost the championship. Like, they can't even hold on to it. Like, they're, like they're, it's their first title. It's legit their first championship. And it's physically lost in less than a week. So, yeah, I think someone just said in the chat too, like, man, they got a lot of publicity for that. They need to, uh, they need to uh, really lose some more championships and get themselves some good publicity. Monstar apparently thinks it's one hundred percent of work. I think it, I think it honestly was. The story's just too crazy. The story's too uh, ludicrous. Uh, Jericho handled it well with with the videos and just like you know. Um, <laughs> just it it's so fun. You have to see Jericho's videos on his timeline on Twitter if you haven't seen those and all the bubbly memes. So many bubbly memes. Uh so damn funny. Um leave it to Jericho to get something over from a belt that I mean seriously, the guy has gotten so many things over. Um but uh it's it's gonna get it's gonna get interesting with that. I just thought it was really, really funny, but so damn good. Speaking of AEW championships, we of course have the news that well, there's some rumblings that AEW might be doing a television title. Um, this was an interesting piece of news that they kind of teased um, recently, where 
Apparently, we saw Cody recently tease there could be a fourth championship coming to AEW. However, he recently spoke to IGN and hinted that AEW management has discussed the idea of a TV title as well. Uh, quote, there's a title we're considering, and it's something that people can probably guess since we're going on on TV, hint, hint, but there are no plans for it at the moment. Right now, we're, we revolve around the AEW championship, while it's still in their possession, and in DC, we're going to name the first ever AEW women's champion, and that's such a beautiful belt. By the way, I want to hear your thoughts on the AEW women's championship. I personally think it's really nice. I like the design of it. It's one of my favorite women's designs championship belts, but I've heard a lot of mixed feelings. Let me know your thoughts on it in the chat. Cody would continue to talk about the aesthetic value of the women's belt and insinuate there'd be some guidelines for the new champion as to how she should take care of it. There's going to be some guidelines later for women's that title, though. Some guidelines about how they're supposed to take care of it. Intent, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Um, don't lose the belt kind of deal. Uh, I think it's a nice belt. I, I think the idea of a TV title is honestly going to be necessary. You know, when the rumblings in the news of, like, what AEW's championships were going to be like, I mean, we only heard... Um, you know, uh, AEW title, women's title, tag titles. Those are the only three that we know of confirmed. Um, I think, you know, and there was no mid card, which I think is definitely, definitely needed. Uh, TV titles are great. I think that they're great little like generic, uh, mid card championships. Shoot. They're going to be on TV. Why not? A lot. Of, I know a lot of people are like, why don't you just do an internet title? Uh, the TV title works fine because if you do like a U.S. or Intercontinental, that's kind of and iffy and just obviously a replication of what WWE's got going on. But uh, yeah, TV title. I mean, look at ECW. ECW had ECW World TV and Tag, and a TV title had some damn good talent. So um, maybe it's the same idea. Maybe it's the same premise. Just don't lose the damn titles. Take care of your belts. Protect your belts. Hashtag protect your belts. Um. Especially for, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, keeping your pants up. So let's move on to that really freaking bad joke. Uh, T and Couponer says, who would you have be the first TV champion? Uh, MJF. No questions asked. It would be MJF. No doubt. If you're not going to have him go for the, uh, presumably the heavyweight title. Yep. MJF. 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 MJFing. No doubt. Um, that guy's gonna hit a home freaking run. Give him the belt for a while. Gonna hit a home freaking run. Anyway, the let's talk about uh draft news. This is very interesting. A lot more details coming out about the draft. Uh, this is something that has been rumored heavily for a while. Heavily for a while that WWE would be considering to do a second draft lottery. Um, presumably sometime in the fall of twenty of 2019. A lot of us heard right after SummerSlam, the rumors continue to compound. So please, ladies and gentlemen, take this with the biggest grain of salt. These are just rumblings at this point, just like a lot of the rumblings and rumors news that we have here. So it is being discussed on the interwebs that apparently a second draft lottery will be taking place, presumably either right before or right after SmackDown goes to Fox. One idea that was pitched is that the draft would take place on the actual Fox debut of SmackDown uh, and would actually have the beginning portion where SmackDown gets the first couple of picks, but it would carry over the couple of days leading with Raw having the final end of the draft picks at the end. Uh, the idea with this would obviously be, be a ratings grab to see people come over to uh, who would be coming over to SmackDown. It would be a way to dissolve the wild card rule once and for all that blasted wild card rule. Uh, and also a great way uh, to finally separate the brands 1%. There's no specific um, 
uh, talk as far as what this would do or how this would be exactly be played out or how long. A lot of people saying just the course of over the weekend. Uh, however, the idea is that they want to do this to draft and have it give it a more of a sports-like feel so that they can present a more sports-like atmosphere with them being on Fox and subsequently Fox Sports. Uh, rumor is that NXT might be taking place in the draft as well. Nothing has been concrete of that. Uh, considering NXT is now moving to USA, I would be very surprised if it didn't. This could also open up the possibility to see other people jump over to NXT from the main roster, which would be a huge plus in my opinion. So it definitely creates NXT to be on that equal playing field if they know how to play their cards right. Uh, I'm definitely 100% in favor of this. Move Cesaro to NXT UK, please. Uh, and, you know, utilize guys and gals that you haven't really been using. Go for it. You know, why not? If they're just sitting around not doing anything and you're going to do some call-ups from NXT anyway, you might as well do a little bit of shuffling around a good old switch ruse. Now, it's interesting because some commercials have already been airing uh, on Fox programming for SmackDown's debut uh, coming at you in less than a month now. Less than a month they're going to be on Fox. And uh, some interesting potential spoilers as far as who might be going over uh, to the blue brand. I'm just pulling up the results here and trying to see if uh, the rumors and what, what the, uh, the idea is. So according to Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer, draft will begin October 11th in Las Vegas, which is one week after the show's move from USA to Fox. Uh, to if there's no more wild card to women's tag titles. Thank you, Spaz, for another $2 Canadian Super Chat donation. I don't think we need two women's tag team titles. I think one. Build up the division first, then do it that way. Um, the event will conclude on the October 14th Raw in Denver. Uh, while Fox is le a doom, uh, deal is looming on the horizon, another, uh, another holding on the draft makes sense. SmackDown's transition to major network. Almost feels like a soft reset for programming as a whole. It will potentially alter the hierarchy for the promotion's TV slate. Whereas Raw has been historically viewed as the top priority show, that may belong SmackDown. Fox. Now, of course, the other big part of this is, like I said, there was commercials airing where there's a chance we could be seeing some rumors about who might be heading over to SmackDown because of the commercials that we've been seeing. Um, uh, six particular superstars. So bear with me here. Ready? Spoiler alerts are coming. Spoiler alerts are coming. So we warning now. Ready? Spoilers coming. Warning. Three, two, boom. Fox did a photo shoot with WWE superstars over SummerSlam weekend in Toronto. I'm not sure if this indicates that these wrestlers may or may not be moving to SmackDown, uh, but it is very interesting. Credit, photo credit from Two Birds Films. It's coming from HealByNature.com on Twitter. We see pictures of Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss, Andy Rose, Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, and The Miz. Now, to my knowledge, Orton is already on SmackDown. Becky is technically still on SmackDown. I know she's a Raw Women's Champion. And Mandy Rose is still over on SmackDown. So this would mean that Miz would move back to SmackDown, Rey would move back to SmackDown, and Alexa would move back to SmackDown. Uh, the other... Uh, interesting no name was that would popped up here. I'm trying to see if I can find it here. Um, oh, sorry, no, it was it was Becky Lynch. That was the only. <laughs> sorry. So some of those names aren't really necessarily spoilers, but 
potentially, but potentially could be staying over. I think they're not going to really do, I honestly don't think they're going to do that many changes, to be honest with you. I don't think they're going to do a lot of crazy changes to the brands. I think they're just going to kind of more solidify them, which they desperately need to do. And I do mean desperately. This wild card rule needs to end. They need to focus more on building up these superstars that supposedly, rumor has it with these new executive directors looking to push some fresh new talent. So this would be a quite needed invigoration uh, heading into uh, the rest of 2019 into 2020. Now, I could be mistaken, but I do remember, I believe, reading somewhere that there is a good amount of gap between Hell in the Cell uh, coming at you in October and the uh, Survivor Series in November, which I think is definitely going to be needed for all the TV time to hopefully, you know, really establish some good stuff when it comes to Raw and SmackDown. So again, I don't think they're going to do a lot of crazy draft stuff as far as like, these people are definitely staying on Raw, these people are definitely staying on SmackDown. But I think that... Um, uh, they need to really reestablish these guys because this wild card rule is super confusing. I stopped really just caring about the <laughs> like keeping. Like, I tried to originally on my Raw and SmackDown reviews, like keep track of who's the like. It's just nope. I can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. But but anyway. Uh, but I want to hear what you guys have to say about like what do you guys think of the whole draft idea? I mean, it needs to happen. What would you? Who would you shuffle around? If you're going to do any sort of craziness, what, who would you shuffle around? Would you involve NXT? Would you not? Would you do Would you do comps? Who would you send to NXT? Love to hear your thoughts. Hit me up in the comments. Hit me up on social media. Love to hear your thoughts on all this stuff. Uh, speaking of NXT, got to talk to you guys a little bit about the uh, intriguing news. The intriguing news that came out that NXT, for the first two weeks it, it airs on the USA Network, <laughs> the first two episodes of NXT that air on the USA Network are only going to be an hour. And the second hour will be live on the WWE Network. It's just interesting because if those are the only two weeks that they're going to do it, it's interesting because that means that when they do go the full two hours on USA Network, it's the same week that AEW debuts on TNT. Very peculiar. Very strange. I, I'm not sure why... I'm not sure why they did this. I think the only reason I can think of is because they're trying to once you know attract and allure people to the network. Um, in the inaugural switch over, that's my only guess. And also maybe to jip other people who can't get it anywhere outside the states it's weird that they would do this i'm not sure if it's more of a move to combat the threat of aew and go head to head with them like legit on the october 2nd date or if it's more of a business move to try and get more people over to go watch the network nxt on usa is going to be geared towards them putting people in the, on the network anyway because they're going to obviously push the takeovers. So I'm not sure what, what other reason, bigger picture that there would be, um, you know, for what they're going to do and why, why they decide to do that, you know? I don't know. It's, it's just weird to me, but I think that's, I think it's going to be, uh, no, I'm, re I'm really, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm excited for the, for the debut of NXT on USA. I think it's going to be really fun. 
But uh, weird, though, that they would just split them up like that in the first two. But um, but anyway, uh, the other one, a tidbit of news, and actually Daniel Price did mention this, speaking of NXT, is apparently a lot of heat with uh, Matt Riddle, or at least supposedly. Now, Matt Riddle is definitely not one to uh, shy away from talking on social media. Very vocal in the past, such as Goldberg, and most recently, um, oh, <laughs> Now, recently, the NXT roster, it's very weird. But So, Matt Riddle posted a video on Twitter two days ago uh, when none of your coworkers like you and you can't get a ride to work. Hashtag Lone Bro, hashtag Bro, hashtag Stallion, hashtag Brover, hashtag SPLX. The message is, this is a message for all the pieces of trash, hags, and whatever other words you want to call them that couldn't give me a ride today because their cars were too full with so much talent. I hate you all. You're garbage. Bye. So, of course, NXT, former NXT champion Tommaso Ciampa, uh, who is still recovering from neck surgery, retweeted and said, uh, the boy shall police themselves, a.k.a. go F yourself. Uh, of course, Matt Riddle's like, said the F word, so he definitely, definitely, definitely meant it. And uh, it's interesting that apparently there's a lot of heat backstage with him. Um He's obviously had a reputation for doing his own thing, uh, and this is coming off of different various sources. He was finding success in UFC, but after a failing drug test for marijuana and making controversial comments about hitting children, he was let go. Since the time the indie scene, eventually W softened their stance and allowed him to sign with the promotion. We've seen Matt Riddle out remain outspoken, particularly when badmouthing Goldberg at the Super Showdown, but now it seems Riddle is finding more uh, trouble thanks to social media. Apparently some fellow NXT wrestlers would not give Riddle a ride, as we mentioned earlier. Um... It's, uh, I'm not sure exactly what to think about this. On one hand, I love Matt Riddle's character, the whole bro thing. It's, it's hilarious. But at the same time, I mean, he is, uh, is pushing buttons on this one, you know? And, and I get that, like, at NXT, uh, he's been very outspoken and he's gotten some little bit of backstage heat, as it were. And I, and it's apparently, um, not sure what is exactly it's from. Um, I have guesses and educations, but I can't really tell you. There's no spe specific report out there saying like why he has backstage heat. I would like to think it's probably because of his outspokenness, but we'll see how Matt Riddle is going to be used in the next couple of weeks on NXT. That is for damn sure. Um, I like him. I like the character and gimmick, but if he's uh, a bit of a dick, well, then he's a bit of a dick. Um, if it's a work, it's a really awkward work. He's throwing a hissy fit over not having, yeah, vintage. It's very weird. I mean, like he, he had the whole Goldberg thing, right? And he was very outspoken about that. And, um, nobody really seemed to bat much of an eye about it, but then apparently he's got heat with a lot of the NXT people. So I don't know, maybe this is a, I hope it's, I, I hope this isn't like the beginning of a heel turn. And this is just another way to like, I just, that riddle's not a heel. At least not the way I see his character, but maybe that's just me. Uh, last bit of news before we wrap up this week's edition of the Random Wrestling Podcast. This one's another piece of tidbit news. The Feet. Bray Wyatt. Uh, it's been rumored that Bray Wyatt will be the one, or The Fiend will be the one, to challenge the Universal Champion Hell in a Cell. Uh, to the point where Bray even mentioned it on the Firefly Funhouse last week. Uh... There's been a lot of interesting discussion about this where it seems like, so far, allegedly, he is being advertised 
for locally for the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view that he will challenge either Braun Strowman or Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. Now, of course, this begs the question, well, two big questions. One, will he actually win the title? And two, this is the one that seems to have a lot of people up in arms. Should he be getting the title match this free soon? Now, obviously, the Firefly Funhouse and the Fiend character is arguably one of the biggest and most successful things going consistently on Monday Night Raw right now, and yours truly definitely agrees with that sentiment. But it's definitely uh, concerning because they've had so much time to build this, so much build leading up to the Fiend's debut at SummerSlam and seeing all these vignettes and these promos and the backstage segments and and apparently there's still a lot more they have to go through there's still a lot more to deal with with this and um meaning there's more like things that are not yet revealed yet about the firefly funhouse and i could definitely see people's concern and hesitation because you we all assume that if bray wyatt is going as the fiend as this new character he's going to challenge the universal championship against seth freaking rollins supposedly that he'd be quick to lose. The Fiend's first loss, all this buildup and all this momentum will come crumbling and crashing down. Um, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree that there are concerns about having him challenge for the championship that soon. On the flip side, though, um, see it. I, I get it. People are, are, are thinking that Bray uh, will lose and it's the Fiend's first loss, but I think that if the character is so strong and depending on how they're able, and if they're able to kind of protect, the big key thing is protecting Bray. Bray can lose. We know that. He has lost. We know that. The biggest obstacle for the Fiend character is to, to, to how to handle a loss. I know that everyone and their mother has compared Bray Wyatt to The Undertaker. I know a lot of people have compared The Fiend to The Undertaker. And there's definitely, definitely a lot of similarities. But if there's anything that he is going to be able to, that The Undertaker definitely did well, was that he was a bizarre out there fictional character that lost but he, but obviously, look at his career now. He, he, Bray the Fiend can can lose, and still look strong. Got to make him look strong. It's still a possibility. Just how he bounces back from it is the whole scenario. Um, but there's the question of well, well, wait a minute. What if there's a possibility that? This is something that no one, I don't think anyone's talking about. What if Bray wins? What if Bray Wyatt, the fiend, becomes the universal champion? Now, it's tough because there's not really a whole lot of strong baby faces right now to kind of lead the charge. Uh, Seth and Braun are obviously the top two heels, or sorry, top two baby faces on Raw right now. So you have to think, well, who would dethrone Bray Wyatt? There's a bunch of other possibilities too, but throws Samoa Joe in there. He's a bit of a tweener, maybe Ricochet. Um, but think about that. What what if what if Bray won? Do you think he could win? 
Um, there's a bunch of different scenarios with it. I, I, I think that Bray, and this is this is a bit of a weird one, could definitely win. Um, you have him with the belt, the Firefly Funhouse. There's, there's so much more that we can still do. And like I said, it's such a unique character that you can definitely get away with it and definitely protect him the right way and still execute what you um, It's just, we're all fearful because we've seen what has happened before. I mean, you could do Lesnar. Lesnar versus Wyatt would be um, one that I think, huh, um, Wyatt versus Lesnar. Now that one, that one, that one would be. Imagine Lesnar just breaking through the Firefly Funhouse door and trying to look for. Just saying, just saying, but um, but yes, and and I know some people are saying this on the on the thing here. I I wouldn't want Bray every single week on Raw either. I want him, not like Lesnar, like every couple of months, but spaced out the right way. But, I mean, the possibility is there, and we could see that happen at Hell in the Cell, but we'll keep you guys posted about that as we get closer to the pay-per-view. And speaking of pay-per-view, next week, the 98th episode of the Random Wrestling Podcast will, of course, be taking place right after Clash of Champions. So make sure you guys come back here to the channel and hit that subscribe button and the bell so you guys are joining us live as we do that episode, talking and recapping everything from the Clash of Champions pay-per-view. Uh, definitely looking forward to that and looking forward to hearing what you guys have to think about all of this stuff in the comments, on social media, the Twitter, the Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitches, all that fun stuff. Hit me up on all that various social media. Of course, we'll be back here tomorrow, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of the OK Fabe Show. We'll be previewing the go-home show for Raw. Tons of stuff to talk about with that one for Damn sure. We've got a con we got a stone cold contract signing the four horsewomen. So much stuff coming at you for the OK Fabe show. We got go home shows for Raw, SmackDown, NXT in his house, and so much more. Of course, we'll also do a previews, picks, and predictions for the Clash of the Champions. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate the continued love and support. Hit that like button if you guys like what you heard. Maybe not saw, but heard at the very least. Appreciate the continued love and support. Take care, and as always.